Hello, and welcome to this week's episode, everyone. My name is Zane. Don't ask why, just put an eye. And with me this week is Samra. Just me. Why are you whispering that your name? I don't know. I just, you know, I like to change it up a bit. It sounds so. like we're doing like a midnight showing. <laughs> 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 I was for some reason when I was doing it, I was imagining myself as Jim Carrey from The Mask. Oh, I hate that. I okay, okay. Before I say I hate Jim Carrey, I don't like him in those movies. Why not? You don't like the goofy Jim Carrey? I don't know. I don't like that. Like it's just so hyper and overacting. <laughs> yeah, no. That, well, yeah, I. I'm not a big, big fan of Jim Carrey per se, but there's a few movies where I would say, yeah, like he's pretty, like, I mean, I, my favorite movie of all time definitely is Truman Show. Yeah, he's not goofy in there. Yeah. 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 But that's the thing. Oh, I, you got a point. You got a point. Yeah. He's just so obnoxious when he's that goofy and, and he's a good actor because the Truman Show was a good movie and he did a really good job in it. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I don't like them. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading something earlier, like earlier this week, where it was, it was. It's funny that we're talking about the masks because in in what I read, they were saying that originally they weren't supposed to put that little fake teeth in Jim Carrey when he was doing the mask. Um, while he was talking, it was just supposed to be like a prop for like when he's smiling or something, but then he learned to to talk with it, and it got it incorporated in the movie. So I was like, that's kind of cool. Interesting. Oh. Like he, he just he just learned how to do it. Yeah. Um, we have Amna who wants to get on, and for some reason her computer won't work. No, she's getting some technical issues. Yeah, so we started, and she's upset. I guess yeah. If she can show up, she'll show up. If not, we can just like you know. Yeah, I'm do a little quick little episode. We had a lot of plan today. Yeah. We had, um, so it's our Halloween month and we wanted to do, as Amna's suggestion, uh, spooky stories, or as she says, it's spooky. Um, and uh, we want to, you know, start that going. We're going to Eastern State Penitentiary to do our Halloween trail. I wish we could go, like, live right then and there um, to, to let you guys know what it's going to be like. We're so excited. This has been in the making for, like, three years. Yeah, yeah. So I think we've mentioned this in the podcast before, but like, yeah, like we have this tradition in our family that we want to do something every year. We've been doing Halloween stuff, right? So for all for the last how many you know how many years now at this point, we've been doing um, these haunted trails, right? And we've I I think we've pretty much exhausted every single haunted trail in the New England area. What, what uh, are you no, not definitely not New England. I mean. Yeah. Well, good ones i wish they the good ones like the, yeah, act, the worthwhile ones new england encompasses like massachusetts and rhode island and new hampshire True. so we've definitely done connecticut <laughs> i like how i'm building this up as new england i, know, new england. <laughs> I was like yeah new england. we've done like every state in new england no <laughs> we haven't me i think um, a couple of us have done it not together like Amna, I think, and and maybe Gotham and Zan, correct me, maybe you went too. I'm not sure. But I know some people have gone to Salem, which is supposed to be really fun and cool. I have, yeah. I don't know if there are really actually any like 
haunted trails that you can go on you can probably go into that but that's one I definitely want to go to that's supposed to be like one of the best areas to go to in New England if we're talking about it I have I, I've, I've been there with a couple of friends and it's very cool I mean it is a little disappointing when you get there because it's become this tourist trap obviously so like you go there they have a i mean at least when i went there they had a whole carnival there too so they had ferris wheels and like like they had you know stalls and rides and everything but what we did though we did go into like it wasn't a trail it was just like a haunted room like a like just like oh you can go through a building a haunted building i should say right and it was just like it was cheesy it was just what it was you know um but then we what the scary part was that we actually did a tour of the um the grave sites of the the witches or so-called witches that were hung on the trees that's interesting and i and i well yes i think there was like 13 or 14 graves like just surrounded in this one tree and they just kind of like laid it out that way and you, when you walk by there it, it is definitely uh weird it, it's like it's not scary but like you can feel definitely feel like it was a really cold day that day when we went there and when we were walking around that grave it wasn't that cold if you if you know what i mean you know it was a little warm that you felt that there was kind of something there but it was kind of hard to tell because there was thousands of other people there but you can definitely feel a little bit of like the not the heebie-jeebies but just you're just like this there is definitely something around here there is some presence here like like it's hard because like i said there was thousands of people so you can't really tell there's people screaming yelling like joking around but yeah it it did feel different compared to the other sections of salem mm-hmm. so, see you know how you're saying yeah. that you felt like a presence they say that if you feel a presence it doesn't so the temp doesn't get warmer it gets cooler no yeah and i'm but yeah it was for some reason i distinctively remember us being like it's a little like warm here compared to where we were been the entire day was cold and so i remember i think it was like late fall season and it was just completely cold so but when we were there it was a little like warmer and like there was just yeah i don't know it's kind of i don't know it it has been a while though so maybe i'm remembering things wrong but it was weird though definitely a strange place to go interesting yeah i like to go there well we've definitely explored um Connecticut. I mean, I think one of the best trails that they have in Connecticut is the um, Trail of Terror in Wallingford. That one was really good. I think one of the is that sorry, is that the one with the uh, the the air horn in the end or I'm trying to like I remember with the the truck horn that they had. I don't remember if that was the one because I've gone twice. And I don't remember it the first time. The, the first time I ever went to it actually was when I was like a freshman in college. And it was before this became a tradition for us. It was like, I think that year that I was like, let's go on a trail. Because I did Trail of T- Terror. And we ended up doing like six flags. We did six flags for like five years. But, mm-hmm. um, That's true. <laughs> yeah. We realized very soon okay. into it that it was just so dumb at Halloween, six flags. Um but uh anyways the um so i don't remember the horn i will say though this and if you agree with me i think one of the best trails we've been doing connecticut and it wasn't because it was so scary but more so because we just had so much fun i think was probably that year that we were supposed to do trail of terror and then ended up 
being such a long line or sold out or something that we went to some really random trail and it was like in the middle of nowhere and it was rainy and they had like remember exorcist playing in the background like it was but i mean there was a ton of people there but it was just like in the middle of nowhere and it was probably one of at least for me the best memory in terms of the trails because it was just so much fun we had so much fun doing it yeah um wait amna are you here yeah, I'm here. Oh, I was just quiet. I'm not trying to be rude. Now, I mean, and I'm gonna. Hi, <laughs> these assholes started the podcast without me, and I'm like, just give me a second. And they're like, no. I was like, I right, well, I'm gonna head out. Okay, do, let's let's do it. Let's do context. We've been waiting for like 20 minutes, you guys. Uh, may I remind you that I have a quiz tomorrow, so I was well, reading. You remind us because we didn't know that. Well, I told you I have a section to read still. Y'all should just assume that I have some sort of test every week. I assume that. I assume that you're you're doing a test every day, but. So I was reading because I have this big. It's called a TBL. It's team based, and I don't trust my team. So, mm-hmm. Are you, is so it, anyway. No, okay. Well, what? No, no, what? Never mind. What? Um, is it what? Is it what? I was like, are, are, do you not rely on your team teammates right now? Or they're not. No, no, I like my team, but I have to do an individual one too. It's like they average the grade between you. No, they don't average it. Sixty percent of your grade is the individual one you take, and then forty percent is the one you take with your team. Oh, okay, okay. So I mean, I have to do. I have to rely on myself. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. So I was just trying to get on, and then it wouldn't let me go on, and then I got scared because I was reading Reddit No Sleep, <laughs> and I found a good story, and it made me scared. Ooh, well, good because we're heading in that direction. We were just talking about the fact that we, um, you know, basically, I think we've discussed this in the past too, but um, that Zan said we you know we pretty much have done all the trails in New England and I said uh far from doing all of them in New England, New England. <laughs> for sure I think Come on, we guys did, we're gonna be cool <laughs> we did all of them we, did all of them. we haven't been alive long enough to have done all of them so there's so um but we, I was saying that we are finally going to Eastern State Penitentiary something in, in the making for like three or four years now that we just haven't been able to get to and finally. I wish we could live podcast it. That's exactly what I said. I said, I wish we could podcast this. I mean, I have an idea that so maybe we can like, I, we can record. Our, record a tiny bit here and there if we can. And then um, maybe interest, you know, interstitch it in the next week's episode or something. We could try and figure it out. Yeah, I we'll, mean. We'll figure it out. Or we can record ourselves. I don't know. If you, you can't post that as a. The podcast, unless it's on YouTube, but we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. But we gotta, we gotta document because this, this stuff legit. <laughs> but legit. can I say something, guys? I'm a little nervous that it's not going to be as you know cool because we've heard so, so okay. So anybody that's gone there that I know has been like, that's amazing. But I don't. Who have you known that's gone? I've known like four or five people that have gone. Who? Wow. Name them. I want receipts. I've got a day about because I don't know. If I feel like you're lying, and I'm I feel not. like you know one person that might have maybe gone. No, 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 I'm not lying. I don't think you know people. four to five people. I feel like that's a lie in itself. I know four to five people, but I will. 
I don't feel it, but who, how do you know four to five people who've been to this one place? Because they all went together. Uh, okay. All right. You got I me. believe it. That's all you had to say. I'm like, four to five separate people. What are the odds? No, no, no. They all went as the group, and I know the group that went, and they said it was really good. Okay, so that was one experience that a group of people had. Yeah, but the group of people, not everybody would have had necessarily the same experience. That's true. You know, someone might have said it's really good, but the other person may have been like, it was okay. I expected more. That person's called a party pooper. But I'm saying that somebody could have said that, but they didn't. Yeah, no. I'm just saying that person would be called a party pooper. <laughs> the one person in the group that's like, it wasn't amazing. I feel like, Amma, that's going to be you on the trip. No, I'm always hype. What are no, you talking about? You hype, but when we talk about it afterwards, you might be like, eh, it was all right. No. I like the history. Even if I don't maybe get scared, I'll be like, I think it was really cool because it's such a historical site. Yeah, and we're doing the history tour of it. So. Yeah, so I like that. Which is also why it's costing uh, a dime and a nickel. I also am a little spoop spoops because I feel like this year has been very emotionally and opening for me to things that I never thought I would believe. Oh, yeah. So now I feel like maybe I'm more vulnerable. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, well, um, I don't think so. Summer, you were so bad at when I told you, and now you're negating all my experience. Yeah, first of all, I wasn't a hundred. I wasn't hundred percent about it. I was about maybe one of the things, but I wasn't. I, there was two things I told you. Yeah. So, so one of the things I was somewhat about, and then the other one, I don't. I was just kind of listening, and I was just like, "Wow!" But I wasn't. I never said I was like, "Oh my god, I believe you." Do you want to share this on the podcast? It's you, a little personal. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Just, just, uh, just for the audience to not ask. I don't know, Summer, what do you think? You can, but don't go into, obviously, like... Well, no, HIPAA. Exactly. Just... Yeah, so before I came here uh, to school, I worked at this facility for women who had eating disorders and uh, other trauma. And there had been stories about the house. Okay. One particular story was about someone who was hired to do overnights. And she was hired. She really wanted the job. She was really into it. And she quit promptly the next morning. And the reasoning she gave was that she saw a woman looking over the bed of two of the girls. And she quit. So, we've also had people seeing a man in one of uh, our um, boss's office. And the man was described, so actually a therapist there saw this man. And she described him as um, like middle-aged, balding, very fr- like um, frenetic, like, like he's looking for something and anxious. He's always wearing like a polo and whatever, like very specific to what he looks like. And this person has been seen. So we had a client come in. Uh, We call the patients clients. I don't know. That's what we called them. And this person 
was odd, right? So, I mean, I really liked her, but she was definitely like off. She would do things where she would like talk to you and then she would just look right next to you and just like lose focus. And you were like, hello? And so I first, I thought she might have had like a, a social disorder. Like she was, you know, had some form of Asperger's or, you know, like she didn't like eye contact. Then we find out that she can see spirits. And for me, I at first was like, oh, this is hullabaloo. Like she probably had severe trauma and that's how her escape is like that, right? But then she started verifying things that she would have had no idea of. And she talked about the woman. She said, I can't sleep at night because the woman in the white, like, it's like a white night. Sorry, I'm like freaked out because I'm alone in my apartment. But it's like a woman in the white nightgown uh, that's older. She like described her to a T and she didn't know about this woman. No one, I didn't even know about her until she started talking about it. And then they were like, the, our bosses told us that actually there was a, co- a worker that had quit because of that. Mm-hmm. Verified that. And then she verified the man in the office to the therapist who saw the man. She's like, oh, I see him right now. And the therapist was like, wait, what do you mean you see him right now? Because I see him right now. And she described him as the therapist saw. So it kind of. It made me uncomfortable because I didn't know how to think about it. Like, what would you guys think if that's what was what was happening with your job daily? You you were interacting with someone who's saying they're seeing things, you know, walking in the room that you're in. What would be my like my reaction to them? Yeah, like, would you believe it? Would you not? Like, this is someone I've interacted with. Like, this isn't, like, some person you just interact with once. This is someone you know pretty well and you know all of their, you know, right. their ins and outs. Um, I mean, I, I would – Yeah, if you – I would I would kind of believe it, though. If she's, like – if she's very adamant about – or and she – and she sounds believable, you know. If, what, if, what made it believable to me was that she was scared. She wasn't like, oh, I see this. Because we had clients that were like, oh, I saw that little girl the other day. And they were like thrived off of the attention. She was terrified. And she would go into like this hypertonic state if she saw something. Or when she saw something. And it would, you know, she was, she didn't want to. And her thing was like her eating disorder manifested so that like she could not she could focus on that versus having to see and deal with all this this energy and and stuff around her so i believed it or i began to believe it and i began to ask her like when i would so because <laughs> we have to record on weird times the weirdest thing just happened while you're talking about oh this swear that is, I swear to God, I'm gonna. Because you're talking what about happened? it, and you're wait. So then you heard her mic go like that too. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm not okay, the only your one. Your mic literally that. just went nuts. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, guys, I'm freaked out. I don't like talking no, about. No, listen, listen. This is not even a bit. Um, this is like seriously. Your mic did it was, just go. It, your voice started, and it went <laughs> like just like that. 
I'm I'm gonna write the time down, and when I upload this episode, I want you to hear that. You guys, I don't want to. Like, this is like the thing is like I don't like talking about it because I feel like I've opened myself up to stuff. And you I know don't what's like even it. crazier, Roseanne, is if it's in not in the rec- if it's not gonna be in the recording. That would okay. I'll let you guys know. I'll keep you guys posted if I hear it. That was really freaky. But I'll go on, Amna. <laughs> See, it's not fair because y'all have people in your lives. Who does Dan have? Suwin? No offense. <laughs> Suwin is a is a body. I'm alone yes. in my apartment, and my Why apartment's unlocked lock your door right now. Right now. All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. All right, let me lock it. That was nuts. I can't believe you heard that. Okay, because I thought it was just because I was fin- uh, moving around in my mic, and then because I was trying to adjust the uh, the little pop filter, but I was like, "Oh my god!" You know what I was doing <laughs> like, was me, just you- pushing down the arrow button. So I thought it was me <laughs> doing that, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" We all we were all doing something. <laughs> Are you guys freaked out? No, because I was saying I was just saying right now that I was moving my pop filter. So and I thought so I thought it was me who made that noise, but then somewhere I was like I I was holding the arrow key down, so I thought it was me doing it, and you were just saying the story. So are you guys freaked out? I'm a little freaky. It's a little freaky now. All we're right. in the mood. So, all right. So it started becoming things like when I would t- so I worked till eleven, right? So I had to basically make sure they got into bed. So. I would be in their room and the old woman or the older woman would only be upstairs. And so I would ask, I'd be like, you know, I I don't want to say her name, but like, is she in the room? And she's like, no. And then she'd be like, actually, she just came in. And at one point I was like, where is she? And she's like, she's standing over there. And so I went and stood there. And I'm like, what is she doing now? And she's like, she got scared and she left. I'm like, cool. (laughs) She's scared of me. But I was like, is she, she's like, she's not trying to hurt any of us. She's looking at us like protectively. And it just became kind of normal. Like, like she'd come in, this, this client would come in for a check-in into our office area, which was see-through. And she's like, I'm just trying not to look out the window because I know she's standing there. And I would be like, I would be like, all right, you're not allowed to come in. You need to go. And then supposedly she would go. I know that you said that she was freaked out by this stuff, and I get that. But do you think she was just saying that because you were asking about it? No, because she sometimes, she would never say it unless we asked about it. Does that make sense? I feel like I would believe it less if she was like, oh, this is happening right now. As opposed to like her being quiet and never mentioning it unless we were like, hey, is this something that's going on? And she'd be like, yeah. Or she'd be or sometimes she'd say no. A lot of the time she'd be like, no, not right now. That's the thing is like I feel like because I was with Mm -hmm. her so much, I could, you know. And I also I have been around a lot of girls who who BSed me and was like, oh, she's right there. Oh, I saw a shadow. We'd be like, oh, shut up. But not her. So I don't know. I started believing in this stuff. And then on my last day or the day before my last day, she wrote me a letter to say goodbye. I got a lot of letters from my clients, which was really nice. But she wrote me one and she was like, it was all like the same nice stuff. Like, thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. And then she said, 
you know, your dad is always with you. And he will, you know, even if you don't believe it, he's there with you. And, you know, if even if it's in something that goes missing for a minute and then pops up somewhere else or, you know, in the form of something you want to see or not see, he'll be there for you. And I thought it was just like a nice sentiment. Right? Like, oh, your father's with you. You know how people say that? Like, oh, he's always with you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my dumb ass didn't, you know, make any conclusions. The next day, like, we were talking about it, and she doesn't say anything. Like, she doesn't mention it. And uh, I, I don't remember if she told me or if my boss told me. I know she told her. Yeah. You're, you told me that your boss had she, – she didn't say – she never said it to yes, you. Yes, that's why I also believe it. She never told me, okay, because she was trying to be respectful. But she told my boss, which was her therapist, her therapist, um, in a in a session, and it wasn't like she brought it up randomly. It was in a dedicated session that she saw my dad, and she said that he was there, and he told her that he told her this: she's not going to believe you if you say anything. That's because I made sure of that. And he laughed, supposedly. So the next part of it, I don't know if I believe. And I don't really think, like, it's worth me saying anything. Like, I just, I don't know if it's, like, compelling. But that really got to me. And I remember saying as a joke to to this client before I left, I was like, you know, you said my dad would be, you know, show up and like things like that gone missing. Why can't he show up to me as butterflies or something? And like she laughed and she's like, if you want him to show up as butterflies, he'll show up as butterflies. And this I hadn't said to anyone. Like someone doesn't know this. But like my entire drive down when I came to school, I saw mom can testify somewhere. We saw butterflies and I pointed it out to her because she was like, wow, we saw butterflies the entire drive down. And before every test that I've been very stressed about, I've seen butterflies in some form. So do I don't know. I mean, maybe Virginia just has a crap ton of butterflies. I've never seen that many butterflies in Connecticut. Um, maybe it really is just the climate here is more suitable for butterflies. But I saw it on my white coat ceremony. I saw a bunch of butterflies. Um, I saw it before each exam, like my first of every new class that I've had. So I don't know. And that's the thing is like, I don't know how to take it. And I think coming to school, I've blocked it off because I've been so focused on stuff. And I'm also a little scared because if I feel like if I accept that, then I'm accepting a bunch of other things that I don't want to maybe deal with or reconcile with at this moment. And also, if that was dad, then, you know, dad did a really good job of making us think it was all a hollow piece of shit. Like this stuff is uh, fake. Well, I think the other thing that's... um... Didn't something else happen too? Didn't they say something else? Wouldn't you like talk, say something else that was a little bit more compelling? About dad? Yeah, like in that session that was like, oh, maybe it was him. 
I don't know. Because I'm not going to lie to you at this point, like hearing the story back, certain things like I'm not saying that I didn't, I don't, I don't believe that she didn't see like the girl, like the, like the lady or whatever, but certain things, um, there was other things in the story. And I'm not talking about the second half of it that happened later on that day, but I'm talking about at that moment, like with the session and stuff that seemed that's this, this was the one that I believed. That I, I don't remember like, honestly. It's it's weird because I just feel like I don't. I have tried not to think about it, but and then, um. But now just telling me, I mean, she, I she did it's say other like, things. I, I don't remember. Obviously, there was other stuff said. I remember her saying that he said that I wouldn't believe him. I wouldn't believe her, and he said something else, and I don't remember. Supposedly, he said something else. It's really, it's really interesting. <clears throat> I, I don't know. Oh, he, he rolled his eyes. Yes, there you go. He said he rolled his eyes, and that's what I was like. Huh, that is like, well, that that was my dad. So yeah, I was gonna say yeah, like that is a trait that your dad definitely had. That he, she said he laughed eyes. and rolled his eyes, and the first thing I thought of was him going rolling his eyes, going ha. Yeah. 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 Interesting. See, that's what made it seem compelling to, to because you just telling me that story now it didn't make me think that that could have really been half of the case, or like believe it. It's also hard because I'm so disconnected from it now. At the time, when you're dealing with someone every day who's who you were hearing things that what this could be indicative of if you get a headache, if you feel a depression on your head, like maybe that's like, you know, a sign that there's spiritual energy, like all this stuff. Like I'm, I was around it and now I'm not. And it's. You know what's nuts is you were around it and you would have like literal migraines almost every day. I'd have headaches quite often and my headaches have pretty much gone down since. Not lying. Like, I thought med school would really precipitate headaches. I've been pretty fine. I had maybe one headache and I took a Tylenol and I slept. You would have headaches constantly while at this job. It was, it started more so with the job than, than, than even before that. I mean, you would have the headaches even before, but not as bad. You know, my headaches definitely spiked up because I was just thinking like when I came down here I was thinking about all my triggers what could trigger a migraine because I I have to be able to function and study and I am I push myself pretty hard studying at school like I'll be in the lab like I might might not eat as regularly or you know I'm doing all these things that are unfortunately triggers and I have had maybe one bad headache and then I took a nap and it went away like a normal headache and uh, I haven't really had any since like that. I mean, knock on wood. Don't want one. Yeah. Well, Zan, how do you feel? <laughs> I'm just like still soaking it all in. That's actually, that's a very interesting story. Like I'm fascinated by that. And no, nothing has happened. I haven't seen anything. I haven't gone through anything. I get the heebie-jeebies. Like I have the heebie-jeebies right now. But I have never personally experienced anything, um, nor do I want to. 
Yeah, no, you don't want. No, no, no. I'm like, I, like, and I said, like, I'm like, I, you know, I don't want to see even my own dad. Like, I don't want to see that. That's gonna freak me out. Yeah, I, I don't either. So, like, I don't think we're at that point. I don't think we can handle that. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about emotionally. I'm talking about I'm gonna shit myself if I see something. Like that. <laughs> I'm talking about like uh, I'm scared. No, well, that's exactly what I mean. Like, I think we'd be, like, freaked the hell out more than it's, like, an emotional. Yeah, I know. So, uh, anyway, this all stems back into the fact that I think I am more sensitive to scurry things right now. And so maybe Eastern State is going to be a little more scurry for me. Well, you know, I'm excited to see somebody else's reaction with Eastern State and what they feel, and that is Miss Sabina, because you know her and her feelings. Yeah, her susceptibility, susceptibility, susceptibility to it, as we like to call Sabina, our sensitive of the family, along with your mother. My mother, too. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I you know I'm curious because it's like <clears throat> my question was to you, Samra, for Eastern State. Like, so we know, I guess, like I don't know how much you know about it, but we so we know it was an abandoned prison, obviously, right? Um, mm-hmm. What makes it scary, particularly? Like, what is it that it, is it just because it's been abandoned? Is because it's been through? I think because originally, and I'm gonna correct you if I'm wrong, because we saw this episode together with the Eastern State Penitentiary with the. Um ghost hunters or something i think originally it was a mental asylum i think it was not oh okay never mind um i know what you're talking about but i don't think that was it eastern state i am from what i remember is straight prison okay uh it was a very it was one of the largest prisons on the east coast or like the east side of the country um it was the most expensive prison in the world, and then it went into disarray and started treating. And it, it I mean, it was it housed famous inmates such as, I'm pretty sure Al Capone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Al Capone was a big one. <clears throat> and you know, he you can go and yep, and Willie Sutton and all these, which is a famous, uh, famous bank robber. So like a lot of big, big boys were big boys <laughs> were held there. So like so so I guess I guess okay so maybe to phrase a question differently is like so we is it it's been considered to be haunted right is that what mm-hmm. it is okay so interesting because yeah like I just don't know what to expect with this like I'm expecting it just to be like to in my head I'm like oh it's just going to be another jail cell prison tour you know Alcatraz style you know that people do it's just going to be a jail tour. But like, if it's haunted, okay, that kind of twists things. Then, obviously, I want to, see, but I, I also am also curious as to how much we will be able to see in this tour too. <clears throat> because I know I was reading, I was reading earlier today that they were they did have like you know um, solitary confinements and everything down in the basement in like the death row cell blocks too. So I'm like, are we going to be able to see all of that? That would be very. That would be. Yeah, I think we pretty. should be. No, um, we're going to, so not the entire jail is not open to everybody because, um, you know, they only have certain parts that are open that you can go to. So that I know, but I mean, you're right. Sorry. I thought it was originally a mental asylum. 
turned uh, penitentiary, but it wasn't. And, uh, but it did open a long time ago. And if, uh, what was, um, it was built, I want to say in like the late 1800s or something. Eight, 1829. Oh, I'm on the okay. Way. So not even like uh, late 1800s. Um, uh, we're talking about like the middle of it. Um, so from what I could understand, so they had notable inmates that you know about, but what I don't know actually what makes it actually haunted. What makes it haunted is because all these inmates were dying in there in prison and they treated the inmates terribly Mm. yeah it could be as simple as that that's probably yeah it's because there's a lot of uh angry vengeful tortured spirits supposedly that reside there Mm. i'm excited now i'm this now now that we've talked a little bit about it i'm excited for this place like now i'm getting hyped there's we're gonna do the history tour but there's also so there's six haunted attractions that are part of this uh whole thing the whole riddle merle yes and according to my i mean i'm trying to understand what you do in each six um i don't want to i guess we could leave that for the next week's episode yeah that's true we can talk about it then um there's six different things and i'm trying to understand so what i have um read online um is that i think they can touch you or something so it says if from what i remember it's um you will be confronted with you know oh yes so i'm just reading right now so if you opt in for the truly interactive thing you may be grabbed held back sent into hidden passage passageways and even temporarily removed from your group. Um, and you sign <laughs> off on this. So you, you either, you either sign that you are willing to do like the full on interactive attraction or, you know, you don't get touched at all. Did we do that? And I've been, and I've been saying it since the day we made plans for this that I want to sign up for it. I want to. I want to be. I'll, I'll sacrifice myself. You and you won't get pulled. Be. Summer's gonna get pulled. Exactly. You and Johnny both said. So my only thing is, how do people know who's gonna get pulled and who's not? Like, how do you know if you're marked to do it or not? I think it's more they they just pick the person that seems just more most scared. Oh. Really? You think so? You think they don't? They're not even maybe going to marked, like pick. Um, you know, like, with like um, maybe you're marked in some way. I don't know, but. Um, like you have like a glow in the dark sign or something. I have no idea how. how no, they're just gonna pull you randomly, and they're gonna pull no, someone that you have to. You have to. That's what I'm saying. You 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 opt in for it. This is something you have to. Um, no, I think you opt in as a group. No, no, it says you could be pulled away from your group. So you, the whole group doesn't necessarily have to opt into this. No, I think the group has to except the fact that one like they had any one of them could be pulled Holy like you as a group sign off on that you know what i'm trying to say instead of you no, i know what you're talking about yeah. so like oh my group is coming and we're getting this package so if your group is going through you're opting that one of you could get pulled 
Mm. I know. Interesting. So I think we should do it. Just just for the for the ha ha. I can't do just that. To see what happens. I don't want to. Why do not? That. I might chip myself. <laughs> we all we might all chip because ourselves. I won't move. They're gonna take me. I'll be like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta go. Like no, nah, I can't do it. I will. You cross will your scream. you cross your arms yeah, and pout. I will nope. scream. And be like, no, no, no. They'll be like, you signed on. And you're like, no, I didn't. So, <laughs> I did it. Uh, so according to what it says here, so some, one of the fact questions, FAQ, are, uh, are uh, is it scary? So I don't, I mean, obviously they're going to say yes. But um, according to their description of it is, you bet it's scary. We do our absolute best to terrify you and your friends. Just imagine being inside a 10-acre abandoned prison at night. This is the nation's premier haunted attraction, head and shoulders above the hayrides and haunted houses out there. Our goal is to make you scared, really scared. And yes, it's possible that someone might be, or something might be lurking inside one of those empty dark cells you keep walking past. <laughs> well, it's their job to promote. That's what I think. We're going to be like, no, nah, we're not that scary. It could be. <laughs> it could be better. It could be <laughs> interesting. I'm I'm excited for this. I'm I, I am legitimately excited to see how this jail cell is like. I'm uh, yeah, like like I said, like Summer has said, it's three years in the making. So I'm like, pumped. So apparently, and you know how a lot of the attractions we've gone to have had, you know, it's like age ten and up or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you know that kids are allowed to go to it, it's not going to be super super scary. This says that kids ages 7 through 12 visit on our family nights where kids are until, which family nights are until 7.30 p.m. So after 7.30 p.m. and this family nights are only on Sundays. Um, on these particular nights, kids are who get scared too easily can yell out, monster be good. <laughs> and um, kid, kids under the age of 7 are uh-huh. not permitted and visitors under the age of 18 have to have a parent or guardian complete the waiver. Ooh. Ooh. There's a waiver. This is loaded. I'm of course there's a waiver. It's a, it's a, if you get hurt, I'm that's not, you know, like waiver right. We've never signed a waiver for one of these. Yes, we have. Which one? Yes, we Which have. Which one? In New York. Oh, they also were allowed to touch you. That's right. Yeah, the dude on the ground touched you. Yeah, he did. <laughs> the dude eating raw meat. I remember that. Where did he touch you? What did he touch you? Like your arm or something? Or, or your leg, leg. Leg. He tried to pull her, pull him down. Pull her down. I mean, the waiver doesn't say. Oh my god! I voluntarily and knowingly assume all risk of loss, damage, and injury, including death. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what was that? Why do they have to write that in the clause? Someone must have really legitimately died. Poor, poor thing. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, well, I mean, I guess we won't. I mean, Samra, I know we. You had a story to share. Uh, Amna, you had a story to share. Do you think we can fit? One I didn't in really have a story to share. I just was saying that BuzzFeed had a ton of articles. Okay. I have a scary no Reddit one if you want to go there. Okay. 
Yeah, it's quickly short, it, but it's it also like it kind of goes away from ghosties, but it goes into weird. We're always okay. into weird. Hold on. I I like I like the strange and the abnormal. Okay. Well, well, we we have a visitor. <laughs> door I like, open. I, I, I love the, the door squeak. <laughs> <laughs> She just heard the door squeak open. And you know what's funny? It's like one of those scary moments where the door is like, you see the handle rattling up and down. <laughs> and then open, then she just waddles she in. She just waddles in, like laughing. <laughs> All right, so I found this on Reddit. It's pretty, it's pretty good because it doesn't give you too much. And I like stuff that kind of holds back. Hmm. My grandpa, a retired homicide detective, just told me the case that still keeps him up at night. I've heard a lot of stories from my grandfather. He was a detective for 20... Is this based on a true story? I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. That's ambiguous. Okay. I've heard a lot of stories from my grandfather. He was a detective for 27 years of his life, and I grew up listening to the tales of he and his fellow lawmen. As a child, he obviously amended the stories quite a bit to make them age-appropriate, but as I grew up, more and more of the true stories came out. Starting about two years ago, my grandpa got sick. He's been on a slow decline ever since, and while it's been one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with, his illness acted as the catalyst for a set of stories he never before brought up. He said he kept them filed away deep in the folder he doesn't like to open. He calls the folder the impossible ones. But this last one, the one he told me last night, he says it's the one that still keeps him up some nights, the one he thinks about every day. He said he's looked over the case files more times than he can remember, has done a full re-examination of, of it all more times than he can remember, and it never makes any more sense. He said he only told me now because he can feel in his bones that he doesn't have a lot of time left. I recorded him telling the story, so what follows is my transcription of the case, verbatim. I've only excluded his coughing fits and any off-topic remarks made during the telling of the case. The case was a murder kidnapping. At least that's what it looked like. And it was me and Olson. I've told you about him. There was a family, the Nebels. There was Benjamin, the husband. Jennifer, the wife, and Katie, their six-year-old daughter. One of their neighbors had gone out for the paper around 6 a.m. and saw the Nebel's front door wide open. When she went over to see if everything was okay, she saw the wife's body. The neighbor called 911, and eventually we were sent over there. Now, when I say there was no outward signs of a struggle, I mean it. There was no sign whatsoever that anything had happened. Well, except for the dead body. But even her body, there were no wounds, no marks of any kind. I'm getting ahead of myself. On our way to the house, it came over the radio that the husband and the daughter were unaccounted for. If you're thinking the husband did it, we did too, obviously. Problem was, both the family's cars were still in the garage. So we think they might be on foot. Some officers canvassed the neighborhood and no one had seen them including two neighbors that were on their porches for hours starting in the early morning. No one had heard any kind of commotion coming from their house either. I mentioned the wife's body. She didn't have a hair out of place. 
She was on her back in the kitchen. About a third of her upper body was under the table. We found out after the autopsy that, well, she just died. There was no cause they could find. She'd been perfectly healthy, didn't smoke, didn't drink, ate right, exercised. It was like she just blinked her eyes and gone from alive to dead. Anyways, we, we searched the house. We went through it with a fine-tooth comb, basement to attic, and found nothing. No evidence of a struggle, no weapon, nothing. So we left. We'd spent hours in that house, thought maybe we should come back in a day or two with some fresh eyes. We, we went over where Benjamin worked. He was a supervisor at a lumberyard. According to his co-workers, he'd shown up at work that morning just before 5 a.m. So that morning they went, like they went and that morning he was there. Uh, that's me telling you, not the story. When he got uh, in, he worked on this narrow crate thing he was building in his office, something he told his coworkers was a project for his house. According to the other morning supervisor, he'd only built about half of the thing. Around 6.15, he said he was running to the bathroom, and that was the last anyone saw him, and they never saw him leave. While we were at, while we were at the lumber yard, I realized I'd left my notes at the house. We drove back over there, and we got there while they were ta taking the wife's body away. As soon as we walked in, the stench hit us like a bus. It was, well, it was what a newly discovered but long dead body smelled like. We knew it obviously couldn't have been the wife. We asked a few of the officers and forensics folks that were still at the house what the smell was, and they told us that it had only started a few minutes before we had gotten back there. I'm not exaggerating when I say the smell was everywhere in the house. I've smelled some dead ones before, but this smelled like every wall in the place was lined with corpses. Oh God. Pretty quickly, we found that the smell was strongest leading up to the attic. Now, I told you before, we checked the attic. I checked it myself probably five times. But we went back up, me and Olsen. I was up the little pull-down ladder first, and when I poked my head up, I saw something. I saw a piece of wood, like a box, you know, a, a crate. It was shaped like a kind of rifle case, maybe three feet tall, two feet wide, maybe six inches deep, rectangular. It was, stand, it was standing up straight, and there was blood leaking from it. Oh, my God. We called the photographers and all the people in there. They all do their thing, and finally they pull out all the nails and open the box. Out falls the husband. Think about that. The guy was probably 5'10", 140 pounds, and he was put in a 3 foot by 2 foot by 6 inch crate. His bones were just a mess. His insides, all his organs were flattened. They were just wet, squishy pieces of fabric almost. He was stuffed in there like, I don't know what like. He was just a rectangle of blood, skin, and parts. His skin had the discoloration of a body that had been dead for, dead for about two weeks, which obviously didn't make sense since they'd seen him at work that morning. He was also missing his eyeballs. Oh, God. We were standing there trying to rationalize the whole situation when something caught everyone's ears at the same time. A little girl's voice calling out for help. What followed was a sequence of all the people in the attic and the rest of the house and the people out on the lawn and the few people that were standing on the other side of the yellow tape all saying some variation of the phrase, it sounds like it's coming from over there. 
Problem was, every single person swore they heard it coming from a different direction. Me? I heard it from right above me. No kidding. The first time I heard that little voice say, help me, I looked straight up, right up to the rafters. Of course she wasn't there. It was just my brain's response to where I perceived her voice as coming from. We had listened to every one of these people tell us where they thought they heard the voice coming from. People swore up and down they heard it from the kitchen, cabinets, the bedroom, closets, the refrigerator, the tank behind the toilet, for God's sakes. People on the street said they heard it from underneath their cars, behind trees, on the sides of the houses next to the nebbles. Everyone heard her voice for about a minute and a half, two minutes tops, and then it just stopped. About two weeks after that day, the wife's sister had a funeral for Jennifer. It went fine. They buried her and all that. The husband's remains were cremated not long after that and put on display in a different part of the cemetery. I don't remember exactly when it happened, but at some point over the few weeks after he was cremated, someone stole his urn. It was missing for about six months, and then one day we got a call. Find out a groundskeeper at the cemetery had called in. The wife had been dug up and posed like she was leaning against the grave, just relaxing. She had the urn in her hands, but it was wrapped in skin. When they tested it, they found out it was the husband's skin. They (laughs) They pretty well reconstructed the man after he poured out the crate, and he hadn't been missing any skin. And remember I told you his skin was discolored? Well, this skin was perfectly preserved. And inside the urn, with his ashes, there were three eyeballs. Only one of them was the husband's. It's been, what, 22 years? I still hear that girl's voice calling out sometimes. And I don't mean my memory or my mind playing tricks on me. Ask your grandmother. She's heard her. That same six-year-old voice. And then I remember it, May 12, 2007. I was going to pick up a pizza for us. And I saw that girl. I saw Katie Nebel. I don't mean I saw her grown up. I don't mean I saw I don't mean I saw a little girl that looked like her when she was young. I mean I saw that fucking kid. She was standing outside the Walgreens right by our old house crying. I pulled over and got out of the car and I started to walk up to her. I can't explain how I felt in that moment. I was nauseous. I was so so afraid, terrified, more than I'd ever been. She looked me right in the eye and said in that same voice, "Help me please." I don't know what the hell happened, but she just disappeared. I never took my eyes off her. She was just there one second and gone the next. I thought I was losing my mind. I was seriously worried about my mental health. But then, about an hour after I got back home, the phone rang. It was Olsen. Hadn't talked to that son of a bitch in five years, and he called me that night. Said he saw Katie Nebel sitting on a bus stop bench crying. He lived on the other side of the country. And he killed himself the next day. My grandpa took a deep breath after that. There never was a good ending to these stories. I know. If there was, they wouldn't be called the impossible cases. I'd have figured them out one way or the other. And I know I've told you some others, but that girl's voice still wakes me up in the middle of the night. Sometimes I hear it from downstairs, sometimes from the bathroom. Sometimes I'll be laying on my side facing away from your grandmother, and it sounds like it's coming from her mouth. We never found a trace of that girl. Nothing. I told you what they do with those cases. The goddamn, I, uh, I'm sorry. That's it. That's the worst one. Some of the other ones might sound worse to you, but that's the worst for me, okay? He 
told me he didn't want to talk about it anymore and said now that he told me he'd never talk about it again. And that's it. Interesting. Wow. There's two more cases, but I can save those for a different one. That was a good story, Amna. Did you like, like it? it. Yeah. Well, Did you get the I got the heebie-jeebies. I got the heebie. It's a little cold in my room now. Why is that? Ghosts. Maybe because it's uh, 30 degrees outside and rain. <laughs> that is probably true, too. <laughs> Ooh, but okay. Is it really that cold for you guys? Uh, it's it's um, 40 over here, 49. For us, it's... Hold on, I'll tell you. It is 57 here. It's 49, but it feels like it's like... <laughs> cold or it's so cold like this like you know those bone chilling cold yeah that, that is so true because it's only 54 here but it's like for some reason it's like extra cold in my room so what's your favorite part of the story yeah um <laughs> nothing no 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 I- i'm trying to think what was the most like scary part of the story i think it's the wife not having any sort of because like the husband you can see like somebody killed him right but what the hell happened to the wife she was just not like nothing happened or something did happen because there were three eyeballs in that urn oh yeah i forgot but that could have been little girls yeah i mean it could have been could have no just the way you said that could have been i i I, it's i just like the um the story i like i like the way he's told told the story amna it's very like um because it it sounds like even though it's just even though we know it is a reddit no sleep thing it does sound like something that could happen as as messed up as it could be you know that thing is is like i like stories like that because they feel I don't know. They feel like they could have happened. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like people who've been on the case, like you know, somewhere when we when sometimes when I read those books, like those serial killer books, some of those cases were grotesque. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they like, sound like something like that, right? And it's it's scary because it the evil that you can do to someone feels supernatural. It feels like it's not. It couldn't something else you know it feels otherworldly and i like that because there's like an element of and it's like you don't know if he's just haunted by the case uh and his partner might be haunted by that case i don't know it's yeah interesting no where did you get this from no sleep no sleep no sleep i guess i won't be sleeping tonight <laughs> yeah, it sucks when I'm alone, so I gotta watch something uh, happy. I wanna now. go talk to Sue really quick. Oh, um, <laughs> I gotta, you know, wash my face and go to sleep. Is the bub still awake? I don't know. I can't hear her, so I'm gonna assume not. But you never know. I could walk in that room and she could pop her head back up. <laughs> well, on that note, follow us at Fab and Friends on Insta and Twitter. Uh, follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Fab and Friends. Email us at Fab and Friends Podcast at gmail.com if you want uh, some more spoopy stories that you know of. Um, and uh, shout out to Gina. 
Oh, four to five stars on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, please, and rate us and review us. <laughs> Shout out to Gina. Shout out. Hey, you know, she 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 was really like she was freaking out uh on on your birthday summer. By the way, happy belated birthday again. I know it's been a while. Oh, oh yeah, happy belated. We yeah, we haven't recorded since. But yeah, so for Gina was freaking out, being like, Zen, I need a picture of Summer really quick. I'm like, you know what? It's funny because like all of the pictures that I have of you, Summer, are so bad. <laughs> I don't have any decent, <laughs> like, decent normal photo of you and me or you like we have group photos, but nothing like just the two of us or the three of us, nothing. All of it are just like the goofiest photos. I was like, uh, Gina, I don't know how I can help you there. <laughs> So the ones that she posted was all I had. That's it. Well, it was a good yeah. one. Yeah, it worked out. It was uh, me me and Amna on our phones, obviously not paying attention to anything. Um, with uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I have tea kettle. Uh, I still uh, like... You drink tea? I think I'm um, I'm with tea kettle. Tea kettle was brewing. Like you are acting tea kettle? What? What does that mean you're with tea kettle? Like I was housing her still. Yeah, you were with Tika. Exactly. Yeah. All right, well. (laughs) Have a good night, guys. You too. Don't be scared, but be scared. Have a spoopies. Bye. Bye.